Welcome into the Talk It Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm Chase Goodbread, the sports columnist with the Tuscaloosa News. I'm joined, as I always am, by Travis Ryer, the longtime senior analyst at BamaOnline.com. Of course, you can get the Talking Tide podcast wherever you like getting your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. Catch us on YouTube and Facebook live and recorded as well. And give us a follow on Twitter at Talking underscore Tide. Uh, we'll fire out links to all of our podcasts uh, throughout the year immediately, as soon as they drop on that Twitter feed. So give us a follow there. We want to thank a couple sponsors before we recap Alabama's uh, big haul on National Signing Day, Peterbrook Chocolatier of Tuscaloosa, and of course, DraftKings. And with that, Travis, a National Signing Day is in the books. The Crimson Tide not only takes uh, the crown as the number one ranked class in the country, which is something Nick Saban's done repeatedly since arriving in Alabama, but this was something of a runaway. Uh, and just in the last seven or so days, uh, he picked up commitments from four of his six five-star tees. So uh, a big flurry at the finish. And uh, as I wrote for the Tuscaloosa News earlier today, Nick Saban clearly uh, still has the fastball on, on NSD, Travis. Yeah, after that 10-2 and two regular season, I think the, the crack in the armor folks were going to kind of slide over and check out Nick under the hood where his recruiting prowess is concerned. Because if you start to see a dip there, that might be the area that kind of clues you in that we are on the downside for sure of this thing with Nick Saban at Alabama. But not this time around. You're right. This last three or four days alone, Keon Keeley, the five-star edge from Tampa, uh, gets on board. Caden Proctor, the five-star lineman from Des Moines, Iowa, flips from the home state Hawkeyes to the Crimson Tide. You get James Smith, Quay Rousseau, teammates from Carver High School in Montgomery on Wednesday, making their decisions final for the Crimson Tide. It was already a number one ranked class before a lot of that, or all of that. And they closed with a, with a five-star finish. It might not be done yet. I happen to see Caden Proctor's tweet announcement that he was flipping from uh, the home state Hawkeyes to Alabama. And uh, the very, f <laughs> the very first comment, Travis, of course, said, mark my words, <laughs> and then from there, it was just left and right Iowa fans just piling on the kid. You hate to see that. I mean, you, you laugh, but in, in a lot of ways, it's not really oh, funny. Oh, it's sad. It's sad. Uh, uh, but it's uh, grown men, mostly mostly grown adults, acting like children, pretty much. Yeah, it's about as bad as it gets. And it's also a, another sort of example of anonymity online coming into play, too. Get a lot of folks oh, yeah. behind Hawkeye 267-8643-217846 taking shots at a 17-year-old kid. You know, and I don't care, you know, who a young person commits to or decides to go to college with. Uh, it's still pitiful. It's pathetic, but it's kind of where we're at. And I'm sure Caden figured that was going to be coming, but uh, you still hate to see it. A couple other top signees of note in this class, Travis, uh, the original two four, uh, excuse me, the original two 
five stars to commit. Caleb Downs, the outstanding safety. Also, Justice Haynes, the running back, and Georgia Bulldogs legacy, son of uh, former Dogs fullback Veron Haynes. Both these guys out of the state of Georgia. And also worthy of mention for sure, Travis, uh, Malik Benson, the number one JUCO recruit in the country, a wide receiver, uh, comes in uh, obviously with a little more experience than uh, just a high school kid and joining a receiving core that, that that could use a jolt. Yeah, I really like Malik Benson, man. You check out his tape from Hutchinson Community College. And the first thing that comes to mind with this guy is space. He creates space, both between himself and defenders, and then also – uh, the space he creates for you in the run game because safeties have to respect that ability. And uh, he's a tough dude, too. He shows you some ability to win in traffic and then battle through contact for extra yards. Watched him in the NJCAA Division One National Championship game. I think it was last week. And, you know, multiple times he was able to get deep in, in that type of setting at the highest level of junior college football. Just wasn't able to get the football to him as much as I'm sure Hutch would have liked. But, yeah, really like Benson. And then they've got the number two junior college player and the number one ranked defensive junior college player committed and signed now and Justin Jefferson at the linebacker position. Loaded class for sure. Only one three-star in the whole bunch. That was a kicker. And, and kickers don't do any better than three stars anyway. Uh, four that's stars. a five, yeah. For a kicker, yeah. that's a, a three is a five, basically. Exactly. Uh, so a big haul for sure. Uh, recapping the top 10 per 247sports.com. Travis, naturally a lot of SEC presence. Uh, Alabama 1, Georgia 2, Texas soon to be in the SEC at number 3, Miami 4, Ohio State 5, LSU 6, Oregon 7, Oklahoma 8, Notre Dame 9, and the Tennessee people ranked things out with uh, the number 10 class in the country. Uh, and really, when you look at this Alabama class, Travis, I, I, I think it comes in. Obviously, it's it's highly decorated. Not everybody's going to pan out. That's a given. Uh, a handful will go in the portal. That's a given. Eventually, that's a given, too. All that being said, the opportunity to step in and play for the 2023 Alabama team, if you look around from position to position, there's a, at least a little bit of a window at pretty much every spot on the field. Uh, maybe the only exception being if, if Kool-Aid McKinstry and Eli Ricks kind of have those outside corner spots locked down. But outside of that, uh, whether you want to look at offensive line, quarterback, wide receiver, defensive line, uh, safety, just uh, inside linebacker, another one, just uh, plenty of uh, uh, plenty of turns. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about what the portal does to your depth these days at a place like Alabama, you know, some of these guys, maybe even if it isn't in terms of starting positions, too deep is open at a lot of spots for competition and newcomers to come in and make an impact. And you're right about the corner spots with McKinstry and if Eli Ricks is back for another year, but Boy, the safety positions and assuming Brian Branch goes ahead and makes the jump there at star, you do bring back, you would think, Malachi Moore there at one of those positions. But this is where the top overall recruit in this class, Caleb Downs, the five-star safety from the state of Georgia, 
He's got that ability to step in and play safety. He can play star. We heard Nick Saban talk about it. This is really a safety-heavy defensive back class, it looks like right now. Now, I think they would love to add a corner here uh, as you move through the early signing period. But uh, as it sits right now, right up the middle of the field between safety and even inside linebacker, right? Henry Toa moving on, Jalen Moody moving on. Deontay Lawson comes back. You've got some promising young players, but this is where you go Juco for a weak side option like Justin Jefferson. So absolutely, really across the board with an emphasis just on the 2D because of what the portal does to you from a depth perspective, a lot of these guys are going to have a chance. Yeah, Nick Saban kind of hinted in his news conference on Wednesday that the cornerback spot might be an area where they wouldn't mind adding a player here uh, before the end of the signing period. Of course, there's going to be another little window in February, which used to be the traditional signing day. Uh, but even beyond that, Travis, Nick Saban just saying that it ostensibly tells you that corners an area where they'd be looking at to bring somebody in from the portal too, if they don't happen to get somebody in recruiting. That is the the beauty of the portal. And what it can do to you in terms of guys like Kyrie Jackson hitting it and going elsewhere, you can use it to your benefit uh, to bring someone in if you need to. So, yeah, there's multiple streams now that you can tap into when you need to sort of fit some things a certain way. But uh, I think the secondary in general will be fascinating to watch. I think uh, the offensive line, another area where you talk about guys like Caden Proctor as true freshmen and this five-man offensive line class, well, what a big group of guys this is, Chase. And you got guys like Wilkin Formby at 6'6", 6'7", 310 pounds, and yeah. doesn't really wow you in terms of his size because you got guys like Miles McVeigh and uh, Proctor, who is a mammoth individual. Uh, just, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, a literal wall, it looks like, in a lot of ways. I watched those guys develop. Nick Saban noting today, Travis, that 10 of them are already participating uh, in bowl practices. Uh, Justice Haynes, the running back, and the aforementioned Caleb Downs, two among those. Uh, and then, of course, you'll see um, those guys at spring practice. They'll have a chance to get their feet wet early. And then, naturally, Nick Saban's going to look to bring in as many as possible among the others. Uh, for the summer one term at the beginning of June. And that's when, say, if you don't come in, if you don't enroll early and get in in the spring, that that summer one in June is is uh, as late as Nick Saban wants it to go. He's Certainly there are exceptions. You know, we've seen uh, some guys trickle in in July and even later on rare occasions, but June's when they pretty much come in. Yeah, Landon Dickerson was one of those exceptions as a transfer. I think he had to finish up some things at Florida State before he could actually make the move. But really, June 1st signals the start of the college football calendar year these days. It used to be more along the lines of August, but you know, years ago, once they implemented the change where schools could go ahead and bring in incoming freshmen and cover their tuition and their scholarship starting in June rather than in August, that's when the floodgates really opened up. And you know, we talk about the impact of the transfer portal on depth. And I think, you know, Nick tries to downplay it in terms of the importance of being around for these bowl practices. But I think it's taken on heightened, heightened importance because of your depth leaving 
a lot via the transfer portal. You go ahead and get these guys in, at least get them acclimated, and then they go into the spring feeling like if they need to work up with the twos uh, pretty much early on, they're they're capable of doing that. Yeah, no doubt. And, of course, the portal activity continues on beyond spring practice because that two-week window last half of April where guys can make a jump as well. So yeah. roster – attrition and roster addition it's it's more of a 24 7 thing now than it used to be and it's reason number one why i would not want to coach in college football right now i mean you know if i'm an nfl guy or if i'm a college guy i'm trying to get the nfl right now because here's what i know about the nfl the nfl pa helps me out the Players Association, because they have limited the windows now for off-season work to the point right. where I got to have some time off, right? Yeah. If anything, college football is going the other way. It was already stacked, good bread, and now it's even more so because of the portal and the different windows, the early period, the late period, the portal windows, camp season, official visits in June and in the summer now. No thanks, man. There's no way in hell if I had the choice would I coach in college football right now as compared to the National Football League. That's part of the reason I think Bill O'Brien's headed Bill O'Brien's headed back to the I NFL. I think so too. At some I, point. I think I, Doug I, Marone couldn't wait to get back no, to the NFL after a no. season at, at Alabama. He, at, it wasn't the college football that Doug last coached back at Georgia Tech. One enough for Doug, two enough places. for Bill. No, he's yeah. I think I think Bill's good. All right, uh, really quickly, a little bit more football news for you. Then we'll turn to a quick update on Alabama basketball. Travis, uh, the latest news off the uh, roster: Will Anderson, Bryce Young decide they will play in the Sugar Bowl. Big news for Alabama there. Uh, and uh, also Pro Bowl uh, announcements are out. 11, Travis, what a number. 11 Alabama players named to the Pro Bowl. Run them down for you right here. Jalen Hurts, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Landon Dickerson, Trevon Diggs, Marlon Humphrey, Jonathan Allen, Minka Fitzpatrick, Quinnen Williams, who's had a huge year with the Jets, C.J. Mosley, and Pat Sertan all headed to the Pro Bowl. Uh, phenomenal no. number there. Goodness gracious. And the one – I tell you what, Travis, the one name that jumps out to me out of all those 11 is that old man C.J. Mosley who's yeah. just a tackle machine still in the NFL. I mean, I mean, he's been – he's had a lot of knocks in the NFL. Been around a long time. And it seems like every single week he's still a 10-tackle guy no matter – win or lose. He's a guy that loved the game changing the way it did offensively because you could see it at Alabama from his true freshman season when they put him right in there in a lot of the nickel and dime stuff, right? That yeah. this was going to work out well for him, and it has. And so I'm not pulling for him tomorrow night, though. Our Jags got to deal with That's him right. tomorrow night. He and Clint, well, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't like those matchups real good, you know, for our Jags. But – how about Tua? No Tua. You know, a couple weeks yeah. ago, people talk about Tua for MVP. There's just no middle. <laughs> yep. Yep. I guess we lost Travis there for a second. Uh, hopefully we'll get him back here 
in a minute. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Quentin Williams, C.J. Mosley, uh, those guys uh, have had big years for sure. Derrick Henry, a big year as well. Uh, and Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. Uh, he, he, he's looked outstanding as well. So uh, we will definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, I want to thank a couple of sponsors on the program right now. Uh, you got me? Uh, yes, Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. No problem. You know, I when, you use that, when you use that iPhone in about 40 different ways and you get that <laughs> unexpected phone call uh-huh. you know, late at night, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work so good. But here we are. Here we are. Here Let's we do are. it. I was not about to pull the plug. <laughs> we're, we're too far away. We'll do it live. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Damn it. Do it live. Yeah, I will Bill O'Reilly it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to thank a couple of sponsors here on the podcast really quickly. Going to start out by telling you all about our corporate sponsor. That would be DraftKings. And uh, uh, you just can't beat the latest deal right now. New customers at the DraftKings Sportsbook can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with the DraftKings stepped up same game parlay. So check those out as well. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You need to use that promo code. It's TPPN. That's the acronym for the Pigskin Podcast Network here. And you place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. You'll get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. I'm going to tell you about Peterbrook Chocolatier out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hill section of Tuscaloosa. You still got time in the lead up to Christmas 2022. They're there for you at Peterbrook Chocolatier, whether it's that signature item that Chocolate-covered popcorn, those Roll Tide chocolate-covered treats. Whether it's milk chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate, they knock chocolate out of the park at Peterbrook Chocolatier. The champions of chocolate right there in Tuscaloosa at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North. No stocking is complete, okay, without Peterbrook Chocolatier. So you still got time. Get by there. They're there for you right up through Christmas Eve. At Peterbrook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. I'm going to be rattling the bell on that Peterbrook door here before Christmas. Uh, probably tomorrow, <laughs> if not tomorrow, then Friday for sure. They'll be there, they'll be there in the, you know, I mean, they're there through Saturday. So, you know, you got time. Love it. Peterbrook Chocolatier, you can't beat it. Uh, I like that white chocolate a whole lot. I like the milk. I'm not a big dark fan. You're a dark. Oh, it's guy. only one chocolate. For me, there's only one. I like it all. Don't get me wrong. But dark chocolate all. Oh, come on. Can't beat it. <laughs> can't beat it, good bread. You're just, you're just, the only thing refined about you is your sugar. You like the refined sugar real good, you know. That's what's refined about yeah. Chase Goodbread. I I'm refined about my whiskey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many people consider old number seven, you know, all that refined. As but, uh, pops. Pops well, will tell pops, you it's plenty refined. That's, plenty uh, refined. <laughs> that's west side of Jacksonville champagne, the pops. 
that <laughs> old number seven. Yes, yes. All right, we turn to uh, the Alabama basketball program right now. Really quickly, Travis, before we shut down this edition of the Talking Tide podcast, the Crimson Tide wrapped up its non-conference schedule against Jackson State on Tuesday night, 84-64, to the final score. Alabama uh, kind of sleptwalked through the first half. I was, I was in Coleman, not a really big crowd, as you might expect. Pretty nasty weather outside. Coming up on Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. Jackson State in town. You wouldn't you, you wouldn't expect the the crowd to be jumping, and the team wasn't jumping either. Uh, but they had a big size advantage over Jackson State, Travis. And then the second half, uh, they kind of took over a little bit. Noah Gurley had uh, a big game. Uh, Nick Pringle had his best game as an Alabama player. Noah Clowney out with an illness, uh, and that's uh, that's how it rolled at Coleman Coliseum on Tuesday night. It did. Uh, you're right. Getaway day. And, man, we've seen it with some teams, too. Looking around the SEC uh, on Tuesday. Ole Miss loses at home to North Alabama. Um, Mississippi State had its first loss of the season to Drake. Uh, there were some issues. Texas A&M loses at home to Wofford. It's a it's a tricky sort of game and stretch here to navigate. You know these guys, man. They're a little worn out. They've gone through finals. They've played a gauntlet of games against the likes of Houston and Memphis and Gonzaga. And now you get this game against a one and ten uh, Jackson State team. And you know it's good to see Mo Williams get to come back to Tuscaloosa. And uh, his team was competitive for a lot of that game on a Tuesday night. And finally, Alabama able to get enough separation there in the second half. And, you know, the turnovers in the first half, Chase, continue to be a real thing. 13 more first-half turnovers, cleaned it up in the second half, and then ended up with, what, four or five guys in double figures. Good to see Nick Pringle get some time with Noah Clowney being held out of this one. And uh, he scores 14. But that's that's one you, you probably don't spend a lot of time on if you're Nate Oates, as you you get ready for SEC play. No, you move on. Alabama wins its 10th game of the season to close out non-conference play. They've got Mississippi State on December 28th. That's a week from tonight, as a matter of fact, to open uh, the SEC season against the Bulldogs. And uh, uh, still waiting for Don Welsh to get healthy. Uh, Nate Oates likes talking about him, too. Brings him up. Uh, a fair bit for somebody who hasn't played a minute yet, but you get the sense that whenever he's finally ready, uh, he's going to be cutting into somebody's minutes on a team that's already pretty deep. Yeah, I think that between the three-point shooting that Welch can bring and then also defensively, you look at a couple areas where this team could definitely use some help right now. Um, You know, maybe that's where Dom Welch is able to do that. Definitely. Uh, Did enjoy listening to Mo Williams. He definitely uh, has a place in his heart for Alabama. You can tell he takes a lot of pride being a former Alabama player, two-time All-SEC pick. Even has uh, an Alabama uh, jersey replica on a chain around his neck, Travis, uh, (laughs) that, that, that he coached with. Uh, he may be a Jackson yeah. guy, but he's all Bama, isn't he? I mean, yeah. you walk into the concourse area there at Coleman. I think it's on what the east side there. You know, there's Mo, big, yeah. you know, photo, poster-sized photo of him, and absolutely an all-timer. 
Big time pro career, too, for Mo Williams. 13 seasons in the NBA, one all-star selection, one NBA championship. That was his swan song as he left the league with the Cleveland Cavs. Bron uh, loved Mo Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Bron, LeBron yeah. loved Mo Williams. Yeah. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. I want to wish our listeners and viewers the happiest of holidays, the Christmas uh, and New Year's, of course, coming up. So uh, enjoy your time, safe travels if you're going to uh, spend time with family. And uh, Travis and I will be back to preview Alabama's game against Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl next week sometime, probably next Wednesday, maybe next Thursday. Uh, we will, uh, take a look at that matchup by that point. I'll be, uh, in new Orleans. I think, uh, Nick Kelly and I are going to head to NOLA on Tuesday and, uh, uh, depends on when we can dig good bread out of the quarter, you know, (laughs) it's all, it's all tentative. When good bread goes to NOLA, everything is tentative. That's the key word. (laughs) Tentative. Wednesday or Thursday, we can Mm -hmm. knock it. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in that 48-hour window. uh, That's about as much as you can expect, Chase, to narrow it down. Within a 48-hour window. going to be fun. All right, looking forward to it. Uh, For Travis Ryer of BamaOnline.com, I'm Chase Goodbread, sports columnist with the Tuscaloosa News. We'll talk to you next week right here on Talking Tide.